slept at the doctor's place last night. Oh, my God, because you were, like, blackout drunk? No, that's the thing. I, I was dead sober. I had, like, two drinks. Three, max. Four, now that I'm tallying, but it was, like, you I was sober. Take, so you barely drink? Barely. Because you're on antibiotics or something? No, I spend the night on purpose. I don't understand. I don't understand. When you think about the sex, are you just kind of like, no, that's not what I'm doing. Oh, my God. He's calling. Why would he call? You guys just had sex. It's probably a mistake. It's, it's a mistake. He's, he's butt dialing you. Hello? Oh, hey there. It's, it's Aaron. Oh, uh, this is Amy. I think you butt dialed me. No, no, I, I, I dialed you with my fingers. What'd she say? What'd she say? Shh. He called me on purpose. Hang up. He's obviously like sick or something. Please. Um, yeah, what's up? I was calling to say I had a really good time last night. I was wondering if you wanted to um, hang out again. Will you say that again, please? I was wondering if I could see you again. You know what? I'm going to call the police. Uh, yeah, I'll just talk to you about it tomorrow at the interview. Okay? Oh, yes. She said it. Bye. All right, all right. I'll talk to you then. Oh, man. Huh? That, that's pretty cool, man. I, I didn't get to hear the whole conversation, but we're going we're gonna to talk, uh, talk about when we see each other tomorrow. Oh, that's great, man. Yeah, she's got a sexy that's voice. That's great. Did you guys make love? Oh, Woo! my boy got intimate. Yes. Sexual intercourse. So joining us once again, I think from our number one episode of all time, The Lobster. God, I knew it. I really knew it. I, I knew it was going to be number one. That could be a lie. So don't Fuck. double check the stats on that. <laughs> but no one else has access. We're fine. But that uh, cursing voice you just heard. And everyone knows it because it was the most popular podcast of all time. <laughs> uh, I don't know what Mark Marin's doing, but it's second it's to our cereal. The That's Lobster right. with Jess, <laughs> formerly of Joy Sandwich. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Are, are you yeah. cheering the demise of your podcast or yourself? I don't, or both. <laughs> oh, I was cheering just me entering the building. Okay. <laughs> And also, I want to say, if this is a lie, I'm totally comfortable with it. Anytime you are stroking that ego of mine, <laughs> I will accept. Well, uh, you will be easy to handle then. Compliments. <laughs> no matter what you say in this discussion we have on Trainwreck, I will compliment you. And not Dave. <laughs> yeah, the usual. That's my playbook. Perfect. So, Jess, yes. uh, before we get into it, uh, tell people what you've been up to. And uh, where they can interact with you after they listen to the greatest podcast of all time, The Lobster, with you. The Lobster. I have nothing to promote, so I will just promote The Lobster episode. So if you haven't listened to it, go back to that one. I love guests who promote my (laughs) shit for me. Yes. (laughs) As if I didn't do it just enough in that little two-minute intro. Do you want to listen to that episode on The Lobster of The Grand Gesture? You should. You should. It was amazing. Uh, I have been uh, I've been living the dream of no podcasting. <laughs> Just kidding. So is no. Dave, my co-host. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty great, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know what is wrong with me, and maybe Dave can feel this, can make me feel better about this because maybe he feels the same way. But there was a weird stress that was coming with the joy sandwich, even though I loved it and I and I was really hard to give it up. Mm-hmm. I had a weird sense of like dread and poor known had to sit through and deal with that um as my partner so i think it was a it was a difficult decision to make but it was a good decision and now known has his you me empathy whatever i mean whatever it's fine (laughs) 
<laughs> Although I will say this, I'm much better at promoting you, me empathy to people like, well, like people that I run into in like real life. I'm like, Oh, you should listen to this podcast. It's called you, me empathy. Whereas when I was joy sandwich, I was usually like, Oh yeah, we have a podcast. It's okay. I wouldn't listen to it. <laughs> So I don't think things I'm involved with are are easy for me to promote. So I'll try my hardest on this one, though. You yeah. guys are the host, so I feel good about it. I'll keep that in mind when you're not tweeting about your appearance here on The Grand Gesture. <laughs> yes, you can't take that too seriously. <laughs> no one always says that to you. you do, could you really promote something? And I was like, ah, it's real random. My tweets are random. I retweet randomly. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, there you go. Where can people find you on Twitter? Um, You can find me on at Reedgemead. Do I have to spell that? See, you're not even enthusiastic so. about that. My goodness. <laughs> Figure it out. It's, it's a real sporadic tweeting. At Grand Gesture Pod. That's where you can find hey, Jess. you can find me. Yes, you can find me at Grand Gesture Pod. And, <laughs> and also, I do enjoy, like I said, I, I think I said this in the last one, I do enjoy the Mike Denniston <clears throat> Twitter handle hmm. um, with uh, just always being aware of what he's drinking yes. on any given day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like that I turned my favorite? personal account into a tribute to my alcoholism. That's what I... <laughs> I, I appreciate it. <laughs> I want a record of that, and I think everyone enjoys it. That's the one account where I don't have anything podcast-related, and Jess is saying she likes it. What's Mike drinking today? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I don't Mike, disagree. Oh, I'm like, oh, Mike's having a good time tonight. <laughs> well, I'm. Uh, that's about to end. Because Dave's about to take over the show. <laughs> That's right. That's so right. Shut go up. right ahead. It's my turn to talk now. Train Shut wreck. Up, Let's hear about it. All right. Impress <laughs> yeah. me. Well, that's that's apropos of me beginning to talk. We're going to talk about Trainwreck. So Trainwreck is another in a growing long line of romantic comedies produced by Judd Apatow. Uh, though this one feels a bit different because it leans so heavily on the personality of its lead in Amy Schumer. Trainwreck basically follows Amy on her path from playing kind of a stereotypically male role uh, and then to falling in love and maybe deciding to settle down, much to my co-host chagrin. I know that's Mike's biggest complaint about this movie is the way it wraps up. But we will get keep there. fucking uh, by the end. Of the Sorry, episode. I had my mic muted. I think I said it three times and I didn't think it was registering. <laughs> so keep ready. fucking. I said it three times. There we go. So we will start with the meat cute. So. The meet-cute happens because Amy is given an assignment by her magazine editor to interview Aaron Connors, a surgeon who specializes in working on athletes, played by another one of Mike's favorites, Bill Hader. Uh, and in this meeting, it becomes clear that the two are definitely from different worlds, especially as Amy tries to poorly bluff her way through some basic sports knowledge. Can you uh, validate my parking, please? I don't validate. You should talk to Cheryl. Okay. All right. Take care. Nice meeting you. Bye, LeBron. Right. Thanks, buddy. Cheryl, can you validate my parking, please? Hall. Yeah, I know, right? Do you know who that was? The basketball player. He's LeBron James. He's kind of like the basketball player. Oh, yeah. I think I saw one of his soda commercials. Yeah. Do you follow sports? Oh, my God. Sports? I love them. Who are your favorite teams? The uh, I like smaller teams, like the not the big leagues. I like the like um, Long Island mediums. The, the acorn pine cones. I haven't heard the of Fire Island Penguins. I like the Cincinnati Thunder Wizards. You can stop. The Orlando Blooms. You can stop. You you, you don't follow sports. I I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know anything about sports. You know what? That's okay though. Don't be don't be embarrassed. No no don't be embarrassed because I actually didn't really follow sports until I got this job. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. You have no idea what a huge relief that is. I I. 
I was assigned this. This was not even my pitch. Right. So you're doing the article on me? Mm-hmm. Awesome. I just, I, I think they're kind of weird and it's just strange. Grown men wearing jerseys with another man's name on it? Like, are you in jail? Are you his bitch? It's just... Right. Kind of like that one? That's different because it's in a frame. I think sports brings people together. You know, it kind of forms a community. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, obviously. I, I'll tell you another thing that's great about this job is that I get to work with athletes, which means that I, uh, I work out with a lot of... Um, black people? Injuries. What did you just say? Did you just say black people? No. Did, do you have a problem with black people? <laughs> no. I love black people. I prefer black people. Do you have black friends? Endless black friends. Can you show me pictures of your black friends on your phone? You... You want to see pictures on my phone of my black friends? I mean, you gotta have a lot of them. I have so many. I'm just deciding which one because there's like so many. Oh, here we go. Oh, great. So Let's see. You're gonna be eating your words. Oh, good. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, get ready. Black friend. That is you and a white friend, and that is a black waiter pouring your water. Let me find another one. Oh, my phone died. Um, I'm gonna let you get back to. Doctoring. Oh, thanks. So is this meet cute enough, or do we need Amy, in a later scene, hyperventilating over her father being moved to another rest home and Aaron going into caretaker mode to really have the two connect? So, Jess, what about you? What did you think about this meet cute? Well, I want to, first of all, on the record, agree with Mike about the fact that Bill Hader is a delight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will watch I mean, anything I, that man. Also, Everyone water agrees. is wet. Yeah, that's so true. Shut up, Dave. It's my original point. <laughs> <laughs> Even Bill Hader's mother needed to hear that from me first. She's like, "Oh yeah, I do love him," because Mike yeah. at, at Mike Denniston said it, and look what he's drinking that too. That alcoholic <laughs> loves him. Um, in between those, you'll just be like Bill Hader, mm-hmm. genius. Uh, yeah. So, um, I mean, I was instantly in love with him. I guess you know, thinking about it, and I agree. I, so when I first watched this movie, I watched it a few times now, and the first time I watched it, I really like, I bought into it, and I really enjoyed it, and everything. But I and I know what some people's like problems with it are, and I kind of agree. Like I will say, when you point out the fact that we have that second meet cute of her hyperventilating, yeah, I feel instantly in love with Bill Hader at that moment, and I feel like what would he in any way find interesting about her at that moment? I mean, there's, I don't, I, there's that that scene. Even though I think it's delightful and it's nice that the the best meet cute in there is with him and. LeBron James, right there, <laughs> when he comes in, they have more chemistry at that moment. To the choir over here, I think that's probably the best part of the movie is that relationship. I I yeah. toyed with the idea of organizing this whole structure of the show around that relationship, but I decided to play it safe and and let uh let us just go with the basic romance. But you know, him and LeBron are great together. I I tweeted earlier. I want I want a buddy comedy with those two. Oh, I gosh. would watch two hours of that without a problem. I agree. So, I Mike, d- what about you? Does I disagree. Work for you? <laughs> oh, of course you do. I just had that locked and loaded. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you even listen? Uh, no. What? Um, yeah, something about LeBron and basketball. I think y'all were talking about playoffs this year. I don't know if the Cavs yes, are going to make definitely. it. Wait, uh, is he saying that LeBron isn't a delight? Their relationship isn't a delight? Is that what I don't know, saying? Jess. You're going to have to let him talk and then <laughs> we'll find out. So, Mike, well, tell last us week what I lost you my voice. With. I mean, I could just tweet it, and y'all could just read it on air for me if you want. <laughs> just... 
<laughs> mention one of you. It does work better for yeah. me, actually. I actually did send you a tweet while one of you were talking. I wasn't really paying attention. LeBron James, he's all right. He's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I would disagree with to that point, uh, you can make a buddy comedy, that's fine, is that I actually really like LeBron's presence and I guess his excitability at his friend, Bill Hader, <laughs> finding love. So I, I don't, yeah. I don't want to, I mean, Amy Schumer, I mean, I guess she's a star, so we have to have her, but I, I like him. <laughs> I like LeBron being the third wheel and somewhat overprotective third wheel. Uh, yep. yeah. As to the, the meet cutes, uh, I've always had some bit of an issue with the presence of the father and I guess his impact on mm-hmm. the Amy Schumer character's life. Like, I like that opening scene and I felt like that's all I needed. <laughs> I don't really need anything. I don't like his health problems and that seem it seems like there's they're trying to lend some importance to her sex positive lifestyle lifestyle. What more importance do you need other than it's awesome? Like why <laughs> what <laughs> I don't understand why it's like we're trying to honor the old man by having sex and not being in a committed <laughs> relationship. Like, Ooh, that's not great. <laughs> that's well, a very awkward geez. sentence. I feel like there was that definitely sentence needs to I be in say, context. I didn't say have sex with the old man. I said honor the old man. Like, you <laughs> I know, know, it just seems weird. By banging. That's yeah. I'm still think... not seeing a problem. Like even when you said <laughs> <laughs> But Mike, I think you, you know, maybe accidentally bring up a really good point. Is that it's in there. Um <laughs> it's in there somewhere. Um is that I think I think this movie feels the need to soften her character as soon as she meets as soon as she meets Aaron, where it's like, you know, we have this kind of this prologue, this introduction with her, like, you know, you know, being with John Cena, but then like hooking up with these other guys and quote unquote using them for sex. So you kind of build her up as this train wreck, this character. And then we have to have the father stuff in order for her to seem more approachable, uh, more, more accessible, all that kind of stuff. So when she kind of breaks down and he takes care of her, I think. I think it's a little bit of a cheap shortcut that the movie takes where it's like, we're going to make you like her, even if you don't like her after this first 15 minutes, Mike was already in the bag. Mike already loved Amy Schumer at the, at the beginning. But I think a lot of romantic comedy fans, a lot of the the people going to see this movie, maybe it's a tougher buy-in and they felt the need like, okay, let's, let's soften her a bit and make, and make Bill Hader's character someone that she can lean on kind of from the very beginning. Well, and run that, that back the other way from the, the haters character's perspective like i love bill Hader. i tweeted that out while you all were talking because that was more important i got that <laughs> thank you yeah, jess fair, for checking fair. while i was I've talking liked. yeah Sorry. Oh. <laughs> um <laughs> but i feel like they're doing the same thing like okay this guy is not what you would expect as far as the romantic lead so we need to make him more important to her by being like the ultimate nice guy. Like she's going to have right. her father's health problems and then his passing in the middle of the film and look at how nice and sweet Bill Hader is. Like that's the only way that's the only way he would be able to hang with this sort of quote unquote like party girl. So I think it's unfair mm-hmm. to both of them because that first meet cute where she clearly doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about when it comes to sports <laughs> and he also clearly doesn't give a shit about it is awesome. Right. Like he's interested in yeah. someone who comes from a totally different world than his and he also doesn't put great importance on what he does with the celebrity factor. Like just because LeBron James walks in, actually when LeBron James walks in and interrupts, it's kind of annoying. Like he's not looking to show off because he knows she doesn't give a shit. That's all you need. I don't think you need to prop these two up anymore. So it's, it's not exactly as fearless as what I initially hoped 
this comedy would be back in the summer of 2015. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree. I, I like the, I like the original meet cute, and I like the fact that you know it's. I think it's up for debate whether he's trying to kind of coddle her a little bit in that scene, or if he's being honest. He even says like before I before I started doing this work, like I didn't really know anything about sports either. So he's proving to her like this isn't important. It doesn't matter. Like, I like you. I'm kind of entranced by you in this first meeting. So none of this other stuff matters. And I like that because it would have been really easy for her to become more of the butt of the joke in that scene. And because Bill Hader, as always, is such a nice guy, as in most things, like, I think he comes off very well um, in that interaction. And I think and I think you need someone like Bill Hader, because if you have someone kind of in your face and extra sarcastic who's kind of matching her, I'm not sure that works because I think she needs someone to play off of. And I think he's great for that. I'm trying to imagine who who's your who's your cast here? Who, who's the guy that comes in and is like super sarcastic to like banter with her? Mm, I don't know. That's a good question. All the sarcastic people that jump to mind are not. Jason terribly Sudeikis. pleasing to the eye. Oh, that's a Jason good one. Jason Sudeikis yeah. is a good, that's a pick. great call. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I'm not like, sure that would work. Him. You know, and yeah, I don't necessarily need that. I think I, and like I said, I do like, I, I like this. It's just when I was rewatching it to really think about talking about it. And when you point it out with the two, there are moments in it. And I, that I find her to be like, they are forcing it a little bit, or I'm just not completely sure if at that moment he's actually interested in her or if he's just interested in her because she keeps coming back and then she actually does sleep with him. Like, I'm not really sure if I buy that they have anything in common at that moment. Right. Right. Why would Bill hate her? She's, she's pretty aggressive as, as their relationship progresses pretty quickly. Like that's, you know, he's, he seems like almost like almost amused by it. Like, Oh, this is happening. This is happening right. Oh, right now. Okay. Like, (laughs) like, it's great. To me, the better scene for them is the moment where he calls her the next day and she's sitting on the couch with her friend. <laughs> like, to me, yeah. that scene, that shows her personality a bit better, but also that she's, I don't know, that they're like, she, you know, I think their banter together worked really well. And then you have, obviously, LeBron and, and um, Bill Hader's banter and, and how they have that role reversed. But there was something very sweet. And that's the part where I, I actually bought it, right? Like, everything else about it seems like, meh. I guess he's interested, but I'm not really sure why. And then when that happens, I'm like, oh, I don't know. It just was cute. <laughs> I, I didn't realize Jess was going to come on and be like, interested in Amy Schumer? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think this is going to work. <laughs> we just we just want better for Bill Hader in all things. <laughs> I guess that's fair. Sure. Did you Billy think because I'm fair. a woman that I would oh, automatically okay, be on we're Amy move Schumer? On. <laughs> See, and yeah, I think I think it's true. We probably should move on, but I can't. <laughs> this is neither here nor there as far as train wreck goes. Well, maybe, uh, but I back then I felt like I had a better grasp of where Amy Schumer sits in pop culture. I have no idea who her fan base is now. Like, I feel like, yeah. you know, the people I would expect to be Amy Schumer fans, maybe that's totally uncool, unhip. Uh, or offensive and, in some way. And so so what are we doing on the Grand Gesture? We're doing a podcast <laughs> promoting Amy Schumer. We're looking work. back at when people liked Amy <laughs> yeah, Schumer. Yeah, exactly. Is, yeah. Well, let me say this. I do like Amy Schumer. Like I like, like I said, I like this movie. Anyways, whatever. We're going to get to that Look at the defensive. end. You did not like her. It's okay. I like, I follow her on Instagram. <laughs> 
Well, that's I a, like that shit. That's a seal of approval right there. I think she seems like a really genuine person. Sometimes, though, her characters feel like even in her stand-up, like there's moments that she's hilarious and amazing. And then there's moments where it feels like sometimes she's putting on like it, it feels too put on upon. Does that make sense? I don't know if that's the right phrasing, but yeah, I think, but I think you can say that about kind of most sketch comedy folk. I mean, you're going to get people who are, you know, putting on a face and really, really acting out and really kind of getting in your face and over the top. I think that's, that's part of the comedian archetype. So, but then if we're thinking about a romantic comedy and she, and I, and there's moments, like I said, like I said, I do enjoy it and I enjoy this character and I, I, it's a delight. I think this movie's a delight in a lot of ways, but there's moments where I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I completely and I don't know if it's the way it's it was like seen, but there's some scenes that feel a little bit stale to me and then some scenes that are amazing. Anyways, right. whatever. Let's go. So now <laughs> I love, it. Now I love that scene. when Jess has the mic, <laughs> she says her thought and then she basically accuses Dave of not moving it along. Like, come on, host, pick up the pace. <laughs> All right, I will pick up the pace. So now we are moving to the breakup. So the breakup to me is really kind of twofold in this movie. Amy and Aaron start a committed relationship, something that neither of them is terribly good at. Aaron makes the mistake of professing his love to her for the first time at her father's funeral, Mm. of all places. And Amy, later on, takes a work phone call as Aaron wins an award and must give a speech that he's terribly nervous about. So as this relationship kind of, you know, crumbles a little bit, do you take a side? Is Amy the train wreck who's messing things up? Or is there blame to be shared? I don't want, I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. You can go to your apartment. It's nicer than mine. No, look, my parents had a saying, don't go to bed angry. We're angry. Let's resolve this, okay? Your parents weren't that happy. They're very happy. Fine. You want to talk about it? You want to get into it? Yes. But let's get into all yes, of it right please. now. Okay, let's do it. Okay. I'll start. You go down on me too much. What? Yeah, it's selfish. No, it is actually selfish because, you no, you act, don't look like I'm crazy. You act like it's for me, but really it's just to show how great you are. Like you're always helping people. So I shouldn't go down on you as much? Don't try and spin this as a way to not go down on me as much. That's ridiculous. Of course I want you to go down on me that much. So take it down a notch? No, keep going down on me. Forget this whole part of the argument, okay? Forget that. How about you, Jess? What do you think? Oh, gosh, I'm starting. I feel like Mike should have started on that one. Jess first. (laughs) Well, Jess is is hosting the show, so maybe we should take her cues. (laughs) Yeah, Mike, what do you think? (laughs) Wait, I'm... Excellent point. Let me think about that. And Mike, what about yours? <laughs> um, I've always with excellent point. I like it. I've Good. actually probably forgotten half the of the question. But uh, going back to the funeral sequence, it's a that's a bad it's a bad move. Uh, really, bad in any ball. movie, in any situation, the first "I love you," the intention, oh good. Gosh. Uh, noble and and maybe it's genuine. Maybe it's you know uh, right. I mean it's a feeling that he's had, uh, and it's there's heightened emotions there. Uh, she's certainly not a train wreck to have that reaction. I actually like that scene. I that love it, her reaction there. It's the best reaction. I like that it's not a big production. Like she she's yeah. she cuts him off and she's you know fairly no bad. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's 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 that sort of raw like ooh like you know this is an angry moment. But she doesn't start screaming. She doesn't storm off. 
right. they just go home. I'm like, okay, that yeah. feels they like still a real together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Not only that, but she's like, they have this adorable like walk down the way, way where he's like, yeah, yeah, okay, it was the bad timing. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing like he doesn't seem upset that she's not respe- re- reciprocating it, and that he and she keeps pointing to the car and saying, "Is this hers? Why do they all look the same?" You know, like she keeps pointing to black cars. And saying, is this ours? Where did we park? You know, like she keeps saying that. I think that was a very sweet moment. That was, I, I thought that was a very sweet moment. And I liked that because it didn't feel like a very stereotypical, I love you. And then mm-hmm. it was nice. Jess is back. Back on the Schumer yeah. train. I'm I can tell. Fucking loved it. The other moment I hate. I hate the phone call during a speech. I hate the Tilda Swinton character. Like I, the first time I watched this, I hated this bullshit. I felt like this is too long. It's not funny. Uh, and then you get to this moment, you're like, oh, that's why we had to put up with all this nonsense because she's just a plot point. She's right. playing a plot point. She's playing the breakup character from afar. I don't buy that Amy Schumer's character here would be sort of oblivious to her place in everyone else's world. Like you see the way she treats her sister and her sister's husband, child. Um, you see the way that she treats, uh, her giant wrestler boyfriend, there's like disregard and it's, it's okay. You know, it's, you know, I don't feel like that dude's earned like total faith and trust and honesty there, but, uh, I just don't buy that. Like with her job, she's like, Oh shit, I gotta, you know, I gotta get, stay on top of this. Cause I've seen, right. we've seen the stupid bullshit meetings they have. And so all of a sudden the hand of God comes down and says, answer your phone or you're fired. And I'm like, oh, this is, right. they could not figure out a way to get her and nice guy, Bill Hader to break up. So this is how they do it. I hate it. Hate it. The whole thing. The one thing I like about it is this Bill Hader, that he's somehow involved in this. But other than that, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> that give you enough time, Jess? time to formulate <laughs> oh, your God, response now? <laughs> um, no. Yeah. I, to me, um, it's not so much that part that bothers me because I like the Tilda. I don't mind the Tilda Swinton just because I love Tilda Swinton, but and I thought she was unrecognizable and I thought there was aspects of her that were funny. But you're right. I mean, she doesn't really play a huge role. I mean, she definitely. I just realized was yeah that corrupt official in the romantic comedy story that is like going to break up the couple in some way, but from afar. Was I was really, like a really, fucking magazine editor too. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. What world do these people operate in? What is the power of a magazine editor? About as much as a podcast editor. What are they talking about? <laughs> hey, it's breaking news. Remember mm. they were working on like what cum tastes like and stuff like that. So <laughs> Jesus, Jess, this is a family podcast. Watch <laughs> <laughs> your fucking language, please. Jesus. Oh my God. Now um, it's in continuity. We got to lead with it. We got to find the clip, put it at the top of the show. <laughs> oh I don't remember. Oh, yeah. So um, so the part that bothered me, I would say the argument feels like the way that they that they're I don't know that whole like reaction to it. And then him saying that, you know, it needs a few days like that. It feels like it rings a little bit hollow. But I'm always like that in movies like and in dramas and things like this is when people are breaking up, I'm so confused by like how they're reacting <laughs> mm. or after they have a discussion, like, you know, and then someone goes off and does that. And maybe that's, I don't know, maybe I'm just really well balanced, like super well balanced. And <laughs> mm. <Questionable>. um, <laughs> we have like that, how- <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have a super like amazing relationship where known does a lot of things for me. <laughs> 
it basically out a dating simulator. <laughs> um, Don't let uh, him hear that. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll edit that out. Yeah. It's no okay. Way. I've really admitted it. You know, I as this is No, it'd just be comparing him to Bill Hader. Like the rest of it could stay, but Yeah. <laughs> the rest of it was okay, I guess, but that one <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, bridge too far. <laughs> to, to, to tie it into train wreck, I always say, No, right. one of these days this gravy train of a relationship is gonna end. And I'm gonna be really understanding of that. When you step off this train and go, no more can I handle it. I will be fair enough, sir. Hmm. I will do <laughs> move along. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, so <laughs> that was too long. No, that went that went from insane, insanely complimentary to <laughs> poor known. <laughs> My husband. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, no, he's the best. Um, so yeah, I think I already said what I needed to say. I don't know what I'm okay. rambling about. <laughs> Sure. Get you yeah. Dave will check think, it in the um, edit. He'll make sure you said what yeah. you need to say. <laughs> Everything out. I think it's still the cold lingering. <laughs> so I think the, you know, Mike, you brought up the Tilda Swinton character and you bring up a really good point that it does kind of come out of nowhere. Like this hammer just kind of falls and it doesn't really make sense with the rest of the movie. And I think they tried so hard to bring the comedy in those scenes with like, with the, the pitch meetings that when she becomes like this hard ass is like, if you don't, if you don't text me back, you're fired. It's like, uh, this, this really rings really false. Like whether the jokes work for you or not, that sequence definitely doesn't match up. So I definitely had problems there too. Um, I also think, I think the script has to try a little too hard to even things out. Like there's a couple sequences where, you know, uh, LeBron James is talking to Aaron and talking about how he hasn't been with that many people and how his relationships haven't worked. So we see all that stuff with Amy and we're told all that stuff with Aaron to try and even in it, even it up a little bit. And I think, I think they kind of did things in the wrong order. Like I, putting myself in Aaron's position, I'm way more upset about what happens earlier in the relationship with the whole, like, we're not going to bed angry. And like, she keeps them up all night and the whole thing with the surgery and everything kind of goes to crap there rather than the, like, she had to leave to take a phone call. Like, is that rude? Yeah. Is it worth like splitting up over? Like that seems a little excessive. Whereas like in the prior sequence, like she's, you know, she's messing, messing with his career, with his reputation, you know, putting him through all this. And they're both kind of putting them through, through that at the same time, I guess. But that seems so much more extreme than the thing at the awards. They're like, Oh, poor Bill Hader had to give like a 12 second speech by himself. Like, it's like, eh, hey, hey, is it the best thing? No, slow your roll. Don't besmirch the man in his speech. He deserves every <laughs> moment of stage time he gets. Bill Hader, man. But wait, I thought the I thought the um, scene came after the her taking the phone call. No, I'm pretty sure that was before. I think that was like one of the first fights they ever got into. I think could be remembering it wrong, but regardless, that should have been because I think they <laughs> keep in mind Dave is editing sh- this this episode. <laughs> yeah, this will all be cut out. But <laughs> I could have sworn. I actually I remembered it that way too. That causes them to break up. Because I felt like that was the only thing I liked about uh, him being sleep deprived is that he asked for it by saying we're going to talk this out. Because then he comes back. He comes back after he's sleep deprived and he tells her. He says, "You, I need to take a break from you." 
Like you basically, you, you jeopardize. I couldn't do this. I kept to go away from you because I need to get sleep and I need to prepare for the surgery. So I can't be around you. And that's what causes the. Do you think that's the right decision for him at that point? Are you fully on Aaron's side at that point? The, I mean, I think his, like you said, his job is pretty important and he's about to go into surgery. And so I think it's like, yeah, keeping him up is like ridiculous. I, but I don't feel like that to me that didn't feel like it was a total breakup. It just felt like I need to go freaking like get this shit together for this, you know, for this really important surgery and then I'll come back. And, and it didn't feel like I didn't think they were not like not coming back. But then it just was like, oh, no, I guess we're broken up. So yes, it's for real now. So speaking of that kind of elongated breakup, that leads us to our grand gesture. And the grand gesture is a pretty big one. Amy ends up rewriting this piece on Aaron, getting it published, and sends it to him. And not only that, she surprises him after a Knicks game and dances with the Knicks City dancers in an attempt to profess her love for Aaron. So is this enough? Do you think now that they've both finally kind of professed their love to each other at the, at the same time, do you think this relationship will work? Or is there still a lot of work to do? Uh, and since Jess is always unprepared, I'm going to go to Mike first. <laughs> Mike, what do you think? I was prepared that time, actually. Uh, <laughs> Jessa, I believe you've said that it's now your turn to speak as the host of the show. Yeah, please, go ahead. <laughs> well, let me just say, Mike, <laughs> you go ahead. I'm just kidding. I'm not, I'll go, I'll go. No, I actually do think that I think this part is, I really like this part. And I think they set the stage, which is that he really likes this whole idea and she doesn't like it. And so it's really showing that she's, She's trying to go that extra, like she's really trying to meet him in a like, in a place where she's uncomfortable, which I think he should know by now. It's kind of hard for her. So the fact that she does that and that, you know, um, she's she's willing to kind of you know do that whole dance for him, and it's a super sweet dance. And she does it to the song that he does his surgeries to, which she kind of makes fun of as well. So I think there's a lot of things that she really does nicely there that I think are are kind of cute. Mike? Uh, used the phrase a bridge too far to uh, insult our guest <laughs> husband earlier. And I think I'm going to steal it <laughs> because I love rom-coms. I mean, that's mainly the reason we do the show. I don't Shot. really know why you do this show, Dave, but I know why I do so I'm it. an idiot. I yeah. Think we well, yeah, actually, that. yeah, that's a good point. Very good point. Um, I, you know, this is way over the top, you know, that you having access to Madison Square Garden, you have an in with like the New York Knicks, cheerleaders or dance team and you do this routine and it's pretty long i mean it's a judd apatel movie so almost every sequence is like way too fucking long and this so one especially yeah they could have cut this it moves in half. it moves from sweet to kind of awkward it's like oh well whoa. even hater says stop yeah yeah stop. and then and back <laughs> then back to sweet because as soon as you bring bill hater into you know be the host of the festivities where it's like all right when haters had enough we've had enough like when he says this is no good <laughs> i believe this is no good anymore um I think my issue with that, though, is sort of counterbalanced by, like, I, I really like his character so much because he seems to be of a different generation. I don't know if there's an age disparity with the characters necessarily. I don't know if it's ever stated. but Just like, a maturity disparity, I yeah, think. Yeah, like the, the scene <laughs> yeah. that uh, Jess mentioned earlier with the, the phone call where he just – he does the thing that he thinks, like, this is what people do. I had a good time. I'm going to reach out on my call. It's like that swinger sequence where it's like right. I've been 24 hours, 48 hours, whatever – uh, and in this world with the Amy Schumer character and her friend, they think it's absurd. You would even call like calling. 
no, no, we had sex. Why are you calling me? Actually, you're being like freakishly inappropriate by trying to reach out to someone that you had a good time with and seeing if you could do that again or go out on another date. So her, her doing something that really puts herself out there does work because I do feel like his character and part of their problems is that it's almost like an indictment of this I guess, tender like generation that makes everything mm-hmm. so super casual that they are dismissive of anything earnest or that could be look uncool. So I do kind of dig it because she looks really uncool doing this. And I think mm-hmm. he knows that she looks uncool, but it's sweet in that way. Like mm-hmm. this is not a grand gesture that you actually want to emulate. You would be like, Oh fucking no, never. I'm never doing that. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care who you are. No one is doing this. Nor should they. That's what this (laughs) strangely this film proved with this grand gesture. That was enough. Bill Hader said it was enough. This show's enough. enough. This is over, right? It's over, (laughs) Jess. We're done. (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. You were really, really good. As it turns out, I am in terrible physical shape. Yeah, I saw that. Could you see that? Yeah, yeah. I am sweating more than I am proud of. Yeah. No, no, I know. Hey. But I really missed you. I missed you. Oh, shit, I'm at the dance floor. What? I think the big problem with this sequence is something you brought up at the beginning. It's just that it's too long. And there's even a stopping point where she goes and talks to him in the middle of this. And then she gets dragged back into more choreographed dancing. And I'm like, no, we're good. Like, <laughs> and it, the only thing, the only reason I'm glad it keeps going is, you know, you do have the sequence where she attempts the trampoline dunk and Bill Hader's face as this is happening is comedy gold. Cause he knows exactly how this is going to go, even <laughs> if she doesn't. And it's a good physical comedic moment. But yeah, this scene like could easily be cut in half and you accomplish all the same things. You have her making a fool of herself. You have her like and in a weird way kind of coming to respect these women who she was kind of talking down about and she who she was jealous of when he was talking about how athletic they are and how he's done, you know, surgeries on them and how how much work it takes. And it kind of brings all of that full circle. And that stuff all really works. It's just like you can only go so long with the cringe factor until it's just okay it's too much and and i think that's the thing that upsets me most about it is that they had this stopping point built into the script and then they're like no nah, it's an appetite movie let's do another take like let's just keep going because we just can't stop ourselves but as a grand gesture I, I think it i think it works in the kind of like you again you do have to like you know just deal with the fact that you know it's a romantic comedy she probably wouldn't be able to have access after hours to the to the you know to to being on the court and all that stuff but like you have to kind of throw that out the window and just go with it and i think then it works well enough well in particular her character like her character has not displayed any sort of skill at (laughs) i don't know being friendly with people for more than a handful of minutes like i i don't know she's playing and i like this she's playing a very abrasive lead I just, I actually wish the film allowed her to be more abrasive more often without feeling like they have to pull her back and make her sweet. That being said, there's no way those fucking dancers allow this to happen. Like, no, (laughs) no way. Not happening. Not going to happen. So we usually like to end our shows talking about like what lessons we learned from this and, you know, how we can apply it to our own lives. So Mike, you actually brought up something that ties in perfectly with this. You talked about, you know, the fact that maybe there's not an age difference, but there's this maturity difference between these two and it's pretty drastic. Um, 
So do you think a romance between like not necessarily these two characters, but people from these kind of different walks of life, like one person who's really established, he's got his career. I mean, he's a surgeon. He's doing very well for himself. And the other one who is, you know, she's surviving more than more than thriving. Right. She's working a job she doesn't like. You know, I think the movie is trying to tell us that she's not having relationships that are that are really fulfilling her. So they're definitely coming from these different places. So have you ever experienced a relationship like this where two people are from like these very different phases in their life? And does it work? Are you talking about how many young chicks I've been with? Is that are we trying to put that on record? Take it how you want, right? <laughs> or old chicks. Yeah, well, whichever. Old established women that you've been with? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Why not? Yeah. Matured. Yeah. Southern money that I've been chasing down. <laughs> With their feigning couches and yeah, I, I didn't, I just couldn't hold out for all that inheritance <laughs> horse country in Lexington. Cool. No, I don't have any cool stories like that. I'm not, I didn't, haven't lived like an episode of Clue or something. Uh, but yes, uh, going out, I did when you were sort of rambling on with your question there. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm <laughs> usual. <laughs> which I no, actually, right. I actually love, Fine. and I, I apply that tactic as well as a podcast host because you have to give people a lot of time. Just work, especially right. if you're saying, give me a story. You can't just be like, so been with any youngins? I mean, where would you go with that? But Mike, during the entire time, is not thinking about anything. So it's just a vacuum mm. as you're telling that long story. I mean, it's a long volley like, back and forth in my head. That's right. You notice Mike is doing the same thing right now to give himself time All right. to come up with something. Yeah, okay, yeah, I've, I had... Uh, I actually remind my wife of this all the time because I'm a sweet guy. I'm a Bill Hader. That's like, you know, just like about a month before you, I was just dating a ton of young women, like much younger than you. Like, and I chose the <laughs> oldest one. I chose you. <laughs> I love this tactic. But, you know, because there's, there's some sweetness that has to go with the sour here. Um, I did have one incident, but it was, it was sort of reversed where... Uh, this young lady that I started seeing would sort of proclaim like how young she was. Like anytime there was sort of a reference made to like pop culture or something, probably movie related in conversation with me, she'd be like, Oh, I don't know what that is, but I'm so young or whatever, which is kind of annoying because it's like, well, you got a fucking smartphone like glued to your hand all the time. Like you have every bit of information I do. Like just, you know, actually, yeah, you probably should be more, ingrained with the technology like the matrix because i didn't have a smartphone because i'm old when i was in high school i didn't have all this so you should i did no thing yeah exactly and i've forgotten it because i'm old um but it, it sort of turned it wasn't as fun as that because she would she would play that card but then she would also like want to like it's like she would bring up presentations of things of like <laughs> how I'm much more mature than you when it was totally unasked for. Like it wasn't like it was this weird game that she was playing with me and I was not a participant. I was just, you know, I was just someone on the sidelines here and I'm like, well, that doesn't look fun or pleasant. Would you please stop talking? <laughs> Which I believe was my exact I wonder response. why that relationship ended. <laughs> hmm, strange. But I, I feel like. Most people, if like there's an age discrepancy in relationships, um, if it's a talking point at all, then yeah, that's probably a bad sign. Like if it's if it's brought up multiple times in conversation, then this is something that is just going to you know that gap is just going to get larger because to me it didn't make any sense. Like it didn't other than the funny joke, like you don't know who this band is. That's about as far as you can take it. 
But if you're going to keep right. bringing it up, then you're going to make someone in that relationship feel bad about being too old, too young, whatever. And I can't feel bad about myself. That was the problem. I am just... I refuse. <laughs> I will not participate in this nonsense. And so I didn't... So I went with this the old lady. childish nonsense. Yeah, you know, I didn't want to hear yeah. about the age gap anymore, so I chose uh, an old southern woman chose as my wife. Old lady. <laughs> the problem is she actually listens to some of these, and she's seen Trainwreck. She actually rewatched uh, it with me, so... Might have to edit that out. Definitely you. the prettiest and the smartest of all of them. There you go. Good. By well far. Done. Well done by me. Well done by all parties involved. All right, Jess, how about you? Just to repeat the question, because I may have forgotten it based off of Mike's long response. But let me just How old is known? How old? Who's older? Known is I am actually the older woman, which he reminds me of often. Uh oh, I just I just diagnosed older. your marriage is in trouble. That's why I just said <laughs> you did. He is the last five minutes months... saying you're doomed. <laughs> I'm six months older, and he constantly reminds me of that. Oh god. Oh yeah, that doesn't count. No one's a six jerk. Months. What is he talking he is about? A jerk. Yeah. Um. So hate the, my ass. but I did I did date early on. We were just talking about this. No one and I was just talking about this. I did. I was like. I dated a guy that was about 12 years older than me. I was like tw- early 20s. He was like 33. Was he involved know. in the horse business? Horse money? <laughs> the horse. <laughs> Those are only old hags. He's t- <laughs> he was working on the young fillies. Damn it. Should've gone with the old nags <laughs> should have been where you went with that. Nags. <laughs> old <laughs> hags was just mean. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Say it again. Just do the cue again, Mike. Did he come from horse money, Jess? I don't even remember how my joke works. And I totally gave you a natural re-delivery there. Fine. This is all staying in the final edit, by the way. I don't know. I don't. Um, Dave has made you... a sound decision as the editor. Do not edit this. Just. To... Let it swing, Dude, let it I, ride. All nine hours of it, just go. <laughs> I really Fine. could use editing on this one. Um, it's okay. It is what it is. But uh, no, I mean, I don't know what. I think your question then was like, did he bring it up a lot? Was that the question? <laughs> 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 is that what Mike asked? <laughs> no, he didn't bring it up. But that was because I was younger. But I asked him out. Does that make a difference? I don't know. I'm confused on the question. just makes you a predator. <laughs> but <laughs> it was no. But well, I was the original. Younger. The original question was kind of talking about people who are kind of at different points in their lives and do these relationship work. Uh, okay. Like if one person is really well established and one person is still figuring things out. Okay. Well, let me say this. I I don't completely know that answer. <laughs> well, I refuse the question. But I will say I will say this. <laughs> I mean, it seems like a really complicated question in terms of it really depends, right? It depends on if yeah, the person's Dave. ready to be figuring shit out, right? Like, are they of on the verge? It depends. That's why I'm asking for examples from your life. <laughs> that is the context. Did you not hear it's the not story like, about the old hags? For everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me say this. So what example? Uh, okay, well, I, I don't know how, well, how known I should ask known. Where were you at your life? At your life? Well, I will say this: when I met Known, he was still convinced that he was going to live as like a hermit, alone, like on a horse ranch, which he's totally allergic to horses. Not to come back to horses, but uh, <laughs> just say, you 
he was gonna and i asked him when i met him i said oh well where are you going like where are you gonna go like he's a montana i was like oh do you already have it set up he already was quitting his job he was gonna quit his job in like like a month and he said no i haven't i'm just gonna go there and see what what happens and i was like (laughs) good for you so I do think I was a little bit more grounded and established. And then he somehow like, cause, and then I said to him, cause he couldn't even get the horse ranch going. And I said, well, look, I have a friend who goes and runs like a salmon ranch camp. <laughs> it's a salmon ranch. They essentially. <laughs> what is your life? What the. This is the most <laughs> redneck train wreck episode of all time. I'm from Kentucky and you're, what are you talking about? Salmon ranch. <laughs> running a country bumpkin ringer on this show. <laughs> a friend of mine, their her friends, her friends go and like have like a salmon charter place up in Alaska. And so I said, well, here. So I basically shooed known away for like two or three months. I said, okay, well, here, if you really want to go somewhere, go there. Just say that guy came back. <laughs> <laughs> it all worked out. I don't know. I don't think you answered that question at all, but it doesn't even matter because that story was fantastic. I think no horses, just salmon. Well, oh, there were some horses good. in there. Uh, the reason yes. I was refusing your question, and it is difficult, is because if you're starting a relationship with someone, then both of you should be in some sort of transitional period anyway. So to come to someone and be like, well, what's, what do you got? What's your setup here? You got everything established. You get, can I basically <laughs> cleanly just come into your life, and you know you're not going to change it all. That's a weird thing to do, Dave. What are you like? Yeah, well, that's who I am. You're like a character <laughs> from American Psycho be. or something. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know. And so only the like any relationship that succeeds beyond that and actually lasts more than I don't know more than six months um, has officially been successful, right? <laughs> Anything in over six of, months is success. Hmm. Are you in high school? <laughs> like, I didn't want to be too cocky. I didn't want to like just rub it in everyone's faces that I, I've been in a re- well before known. I had not been in a relationship for longer than a year. I always told known. I was, I was like, I had a lot of season relationships. It was just a season. <laughs> just had to stay warm for the winter. Is that pretty much it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that was like the guy, the guy that was 12 years older than me. I was in a transition period because I was going away to school and I was going away to school. And I was like, you know, after about six months, we were, he and I both were like, all right, well, I guess I'll see you later. I was like, see you later. I don't even think we had a, the like, best a conf- end to a relationship ever. That's <laughs> we had no, conf- like, yeah, we didn't like talk about it. We didn't talk about long distance. It was like, cause it was going to be only eight hours, but I was like, well, that's okay. I'm good. It was fun. There's yeah, a possibility I, I was more Amy Schumer than I was. <laughs> and known as definitely Baby Bill Hader. I think we're all more Amy Schumer than Bill Hader, unfortunately. I think uh, Bill Hader's yeah. a lot to live up to. So. Oh, so true. Yeah, I think, I don't think, like Mike, as you mentioned, I don't think you can go into a relationship and be like, hey, let's uh, let's make a pro and con list. <laughs> and let's figure out if you're good enough to start this relationship. But I do think relationships where people are at least on the same trajectory, I think tend to work out a little better. Like just my own personal history, I've had a series of relationships where I felt like I was a little more established than the people I was with and then immediately went into the mode of taking care of people. Um, And sometimes that can, sometimes that's good, but sometimes that can also kind of get in the way of a relationship being what it's supposed to be. And you, you get into this more like, 
caretaker paternal role than you do this like intimate romantic role uh, and i think that can cause a lot of problems and mike what you brought up about the age thing is actually like i've noticed through my relationships has become a, a big deal for me like it's little things but like if you are with someone who is like maybe more than five years from you either younger or older like the references the things you talk about like are just totally gone and it's really the age difference isn't that huge, but that slight generational gap will totally, totally screw with things. And you've got to kind of come up with your own your own shorthand, which takes a little bit more effort. So I think in general, I'm much happier when I'm with someone who gets those references, who is at least kind of close to my own age and my own maturity and experience level. And those tend to work better. So like I have I don't I don't know if this relationship at the end of this movie really works. Like I think mm, they yeah. really do care about each other. I think they really do love each other. But this could get ugly real quick like within like as jess would put a successful relationship within six five months. or six months this is <laughs> this might be a little bit rougher than it is at the end of the movie yeah it, it will not last this won't i mean i i actually hope that it doesn't for both parties involved for Separate. bill Hader, I, really. I say that about a lot of people though pretty much like i hope you all break up yeah. i'm great yeah. at parties <laughs> better both of you <laughs> You're great at weddings. Is, is yeah. better part. So God. our, our romantic, comedy fan, romantic comedy fan wants everyone to break up. And I think that's a perfect place to end this episode. So Jess, one more time, why don't you tell people how to follow you and contact you on Twitter? You can follow me at uh, the Grand Gesture Podcast. <laughs> Close. Yeah. Grand Gesture Pod. Damn it! <laughs> at the Grand Gesture Pod, which I totally follow. Just kidding. Still got oh, wait, wrong. it's me. Um... <laughs> And at Reed Schmied. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you still couldn't get the name of it right. No Damn the, it. no S at the end of it. Pod. You know, like you should look at who has at the Grand Gesture, which started the account, I think in 2011, uh, tweeted once, uh, and it's like his one tweet is I didn't look at who he's replying to, but. Uh, is like alt right nonsense, like correcting someone oh, on pronouns they want to use. So yeah, you know, Dave didn't know that, but I'm I'm cringing a little bit. I'm like, oh, Jess, don't send them, don't send them at the at the grand I think gesture. I just added the podcast. Yeah, so yeah. You should have just done podcast. <laughs> there are there are limits on the handle, Jess. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> The grand, at the Grand Gesture Podcast, presented by Dave Hart and Michael Dennis. That's our handle. <laughs> I think that should have all been in it. Oh God! I just I just looked Did at look what you brought up. Jesus Christ! I'm figuring out ways. I, unfortunately, I think it would cost me money, but there are ways to like reacquire accounts. But you have to like have the web page, like have the email address, like you have the. I don't know, but yeah, I did. I was like, well, normally if it's just a blank egg account, no big deal. And I was like, oh, great, lovely. Wherever this guy is, the worst blank egg account. It's totally our our demo there. <laughs> he created, a, created the worst. an account to tweet at someone once. Uh, I'm going to tweet hate with at the grand gesture. That's a good idea. Never need yeah. to use this again. Awesome. Well, he's thinking of a different grand gesture, I guess. I don't know what. <laughs> He follows, he follows four accounts. One of them is at Just Play Tennis. So, at, <laughs> so he has a softer side? What are you saying? this guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <clears throat> I didn't mean to, uh, to bring us down there, but... Yeah, Actually, Jess did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, not being able to remember. <laughs> Gosh. They're real demanding. 
You're demanding. You're going to be a demanding guest for Dave to edit the hell out of that. <laughs> oh my gosh, you poor thing, Dave. I'm sorry. I'm going to do real good on the next one. I'm really Thank ready. You. He's editing that one. <laughs> God damn it. Don't you dare. If that episode is done in 25 minutes, I'm going to be pissed. All right, let's keep it short and sweet. <laughs> if you want to cut major things, and even if I don't make sense, I will understand, Dave. I love how you think I'm going to ask for your permission. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and cut the shit out of that. I actually don't think you will, Dave. I think you'll think, yeah, I should cut the shit out of that. Then the day will come. You'll be like, just uh, let it go. Fuck it. Post it. Post it. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>